0: Okay, Miles. I'll be right there. I just got to grab something really quick. Oh. Hi. Who are you? Okay. I'm just gonna go grab my coat, if that's... Okay. Sorry. Do you need the room for something? All right. Could you at least hand me my coat? I left my lighter in there. It would be really. Thank you.
1: Okay, yeah, thank
0: you. All right, well, uh, have fun in here, I guess. Uh, And just turn the lights out when you leave. Uh, all right. Yeah, thanks. Bye.
1: (laughs) You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. They're I be little, I be fierce. It's Miles Azarus,
0: And I am that merry wanderer of the night, Mars Garbayo. And welcome to our Sisyphean Musical Recommendation Challenge. I did almost just forget the intro. That's all right. It happens. You got there. I got there eventually. And maybe if I didn't say anything, no one even would have noticed, but <laughs> <laughs> I could have edited around it. I've definitely stumbled through the intro before I think it's all right. That's podcasting, baby. That's absolutely podcasting. You're not podcasting if you're not fucking it up. <laughs> if you're not being a fucking idiot. <laughs> all podcaster. It is a requirement that all podcasters be completely stupid. Uh un- unfortunately a lot of podcasters i mean meet that requirement but still make political science podcasts. Yeah, truly. Burn to like 70% of
1: podcasts. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, so many just white cishet men just pick up a microphone and go, you know what? I didn't like get an education in this, nor do I have the like social education in this, but I think I'm going to make a podcast because I'm on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Is it, it's like, do you ever think how weird it is? Like our sector of podcasts of like even just comedy or like media based podcasts. Yes. Is really only – like, that's our whole, like, world, essentially, for podcasts. Like, you know, like, creative podcasts, I mean. Like, including, like, horror stuff. I'm not talking specific genre. But, like, our bubble of creative podcasts is not what most people think of when they think of a podcast.
1: Yeah, if you ask, like, your dad what a podcast is – the current definition is much more NPR than it is ma-bam-bam.
0: Or, like, fucking Mark Maron or whatever.
1: Yeah, fucking 99% visible. What's the other one? Fuck, I don't know. You know, like, serial, all that sort of stuff. Or the whole wave of, uh right wing
0: podcast well I i put podcast in quote because they always have a video component for some reason yeah like vodcasts and that stuff that is yeah. that is just them in their office or studio being angry with the world's biggest headphones with the, for sure with the world's biggest headphones and like the like just always something filthy in the background always just like no care
1: it's like <laughs> Even if it's like During a business
0: this. space, even if it's an office that they're str- like that they're working out of, it's always there's it's always fucking messy with like fucking rappers and shit everywhere. It's like
1: clean up your fucking space. You're on camera. Come on, you're not FaceTiming your mom. Up the production if you're going to be a Nazi, <sighs> dickheads. I, I can I just say I hate this
0: whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't. <laughs> I Well, first off, I hate the phrase, if you're gonna be a Nazi. <laughs> that's true. That, no sucks. Good. That, no, that, that sucks. No, su- that sucks. That fully sucks.
1: Ah, yeah, that's completely fair. I- Oh, Jesus. Uh, us having our fucking stand-up comedy hour. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck were we just doing? <laughs> that's fine. That was just for
0: us. I don't- I don't know if it's just for us. I don't know if that's podcast or not. I I don't know. know. Like, how are you feeling? Because I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't fucking know, bud. Whatever Uh, happens, happens. Wait, also, I just, uh, give me just a moment. Okay. So what I just did is that I pulled my uh, The Complete Works of Shakespeare tomb (laughs) tome off
0: the shelf. Oh, God. Off the fucking dusty shelf.
1: Yeah, has you that like, like vanilla, vanillary old books now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> so must. <masked. laughs> so much. Ma- here, okay, here's the fucking deal. I don't, I read some Shakespeare in school because it was required. And I think Shakespeare is fine. I think Shakespeare is totally fine. I also feel like, and we, maybe this is, maybe we're just in a combative mood tonight, but Maybe we shouldn't be spending all of our theater time idolizing one dead white
1: man. It really, like, it it always comes back to, like, my thing about, like, there isn't enough people taking risks in, like, creative fields. That's why we get so many, like, sequels, prequels, remakes, etc. Is that everyone's like, well, this was successful, I don't want to take a shot in the dark to make something really fun but maybe people won't like it very very much so that with theater because like if people like because theater is such like a not dying art because it's a very classic thing but like you know it's for very certain people that are probably already in the theater space and if you're not already in the theater space you're not going to pay like a shitload of money to go see something like you know, hadestown or something that's a bit like different but if someone's like oh, Twelfth Night is playing at, at the theater down the road. You'll be like, oh, I know that. Sure. So I think, like, just by virtue of, like, it being around for so long, it's like a cycle. Like, it, it no one's breaking the cycle, so we're just like Shakespeare again, I guess. Well, yeah,
0: it's like, Hamilton was, like, the biggest shakeup the theater scene had seen in a decades. long t- decades probably and it's so funny considering how much of a half step it is because
1: it's still like you know a period piece it still has like expert choreography and uh you know it's you know it's not cr- like for americans i'm assuming that are like really into history it was a bit like whoa i know what's happening here very similar to like oh shakespeare i know what's happening here
0: Well, what it was really was, um, people, it gave theater kids an excuse to try
1: and rap. And that is possibly what set us back in history. (laughs) And I'm so glad.
0: Can I just say this right now to you, my friend Miles? I am so glad that I am not in a high, in a high school theater department. At the time that Hamilton was major.
1: Those poor theater tech kids that have to deal with the actors.
0: I mean, when (laughs) when I was in theater, it was all kids singing Frozen, just nonstop.
1: So, (sighs) you know, it's not like... There's, um... Yeah. <laughs> a Chris Fleming video about theater kids. It's very good. But it's just like, if you ever see uh, a theater girl with a broken arm, just know that it was a, like, let it go from Frozen related fender bender. She was going too hard, <laughs> dancing and emoting to that song in her car. Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. to a wall. <laughs> like, it's too much, guys. You're, you're doing too much. It's a lot. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but the repeat of the enthusiasm can get a lot. For sure. It's like, I can absolutely
0: 100% respect William Shakespeare's work. And honestly, it's like, for the time and still, um, still in a lot of ways, uh, for like a lot of periods after that, it was, pretty revolutionary i mean to be honest he was doing stuff that no one else was doing but now people are doing better than he ever did
1: yeah like people have not only taken his work and done so much with it but they've like just done independently like incredible things and
0: like and also like Look, I don't think it should be controversial to say that he probably didn't
1: fully write all of his plays. And I don't think that's a big deal. I think we all kind of – if we don't all accept that, we kind of have to learn to accept that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was necessarily Anne Hathaway, but I think someone. (laughs) Well, here's the thing.
0: I think think Anne Hathaway probably had influence for sure. But I think what it probably was was, like, writing was – Him and his theater troupe just, you know, uh, probably writing it together in a big drunken laugh session.
1: Yeah, because, like, poetry, that, that can be totally independent. But plays? If you're not collaborating on, like, how to structure a play, like... That's not going to fly. Like, you can't just... Pre- like, what I'm assuming happened, this is my little fucking game theory, is that, like, you know, he wrote something, brought it to his troop, and they were like, all right, change, like, this line. I don't want to do this role. Can we make this a bit more, like, dark or funny? Like, and you keep revising it, and that means that it isn't strictly yours anymore. It's a transformative work.
0: Yeah, or even just, like... Even just from, like, a branding perspective, even back in the day, I feel like putting William Shakespeare's name on something that he is related to, even if he didn't write all of it, even back then is a clearer branding choice than saying, this was done collaboratively by this troop or
1: this was done by blank blank this person this person this person this person it's more efficient to say this was done by william shakespeare than like the company of shakespeare yeah and i
0: also think that william shakespeare was probably the person the kind of person who enjoyed the idea of becoming more of an idea than a person Hmm. although i am totally extrapolating on a uh ancient dead man
1: (laughs) 400 years but yeah it is still crazy that, like, 400 years later, people still be doing this. <laughs> yeah, here's my, here's my
0: thing about it, right, is that no one is alive who ever met him. So I think that that is the – that should be the, like, half-light – that should be, like, the, you know, the second death or whatever of, like – I don't think the idea of, like, the second death being, like, the first death is when you die and then your second death is when people forget you. I don't think that we should be afraid of either.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't, like, that that loss of people who have first-hand experience of you, first-hand memories, because it is different from, like, second-hand, third-hand. And I don't think we should be afraid of that. I feel like a lot of people are scared of not having a legacy and not making their mark upon the world. Um but i don't think we should be afraid of that it's not nihilism cuz nihilism is stupid but like you know
0: nihilism is fucking stupid it. but it's like if here's my fucking th- here's my fucking promise to you if you forget me listener i won't be mad at you
1: i won't care i won't have the capabilities to be mad
0: <laughs> right especially if i'm dead like i'm definitely not going to care
1: then Unless I'm a fucking sick ass ghost, but then you'll know because I'll be haunting you. Right? And then like, you won't forget me, bitch.
0: L- look, I've got a priority list of people to haunt, and to be honest, you're probably not super far on it. <laughs> Miles is, but My- oh, Miles is, but what? but you, the listener, what would you no, want me just to hang out? Not oh, like okay, That's nice. Uh, hey, you want to talk about
1: music? Yeah. All of this is to say. Mars, All of this is insane. last week, you proposed a theme. <laughs> not last week. Nope. The week before. The last episode. Yeah, we have to get used to saying I, yeah, last episode. I need episode. to say last episode, not last week. Last episode, you proposed a theme. That's why we're talking about Shakespeare. That's why we're talking <laughs> about so Shakespeare. It's um, so context. Oh, so you proposed God. a theme. What was your wording exactly? It was um like Ophelia and uh, Puck having a conversation.
0: No, that wasn't it. You got one of the characters wrong.
1: Oh, fucking not Aphelia. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, Titania. There you it's go. The same one. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh,
0: it was, uh, a song that has, that's, has the energy of Titania and Puck of like the sort of like, I mean, that could be interpreted in a number of ways, but a song that like I, I in particular wanted a duet that sounded like it could be them. I didn't necessarily specify that. I just sort of hoped that what that would be what you would bring.
1: I didn't, but that's fine.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's fine. I didn't say that's what you needed to do. I know. So anyway, so my, <laughs> uh, so my song is Flex by HMLTD featuring ex delete. Okay. Uh, no recognition on any of those names, which is. I was I was curious if you if you knew HMLT uh, HMLTD. I don't
1: think so. I
0: I only know this song personally, but I I've heard the name. I've like ser- seen the name floated around occasionally. Um. Uh. So. Uh. This song is it's it's strange, and I don't fully know how to describe it, but it's got some very big energy. Okay. Honestly, I feel like any preamble would just be. Uh, delaying the point. So, so yeah, let's, let's give the song a little listen, shall we?
1: Let's give it a little listen. Especially for you. Take a bite, chew it up, spit it out, and start anew you. Hand the pulp to your hotel personnel, then move to Moscow. Cut your hair and wash now. I've got friends that are in high places who can help, but...
0: What did you think? Um, uh, <laughs> Okay, but tell me that modern fairies would not just be these people.
1: Yeah, I like. (laughs) I think I went through like a whole emotional journey in the three minutes that this song went on. Um, (laughs) First, I was like, okay, so Mars has finally lost their sweet marbles. (laughs) And then I was like. (laughs) <laughs> Why would they be bodybuilders? And then I was like, and then HMLTD came in and I was like, okay, that's pretty, yeah, I can feel it. And then at the end I was like, I, get, I think I know where you're coming from. Like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I have an, I like, in my head I have like, the modern midsummer. someone <laughs> Stream like playing out in my head, and I was like, I, I, "Okay, yeah, sure." So I'm interested to see what your justifications for this song. Are. Okay, so
0: here's my thing, right? I have not read *Midsummer Night Dream* in a while. Um, I, I'm just sort of extrapolating, mostly from the cultural idea of Titania and Puck, uh, but also like my memories from the play because I did read it and I do know the the story. So. So, HMLTD is to me very clearly Puck, and Xvoto Delete is very clearly Titania in this situation. And here's my thought. So, Xvoto Delete's, like, verses are all about power and control and being, she literally says in the, in the song, I'm the fucking female Jesus Christ, which is some pretty powerful vibes. And it feels like the kind of shit that, like, Titania would for sure say. And Titania as a character is, like, sort of more, like, she's in the background until she very much isn't. And I feel like there's also a certain effect given to her voice in the song, Exoda Delete's uh, verses, uh, especially in some of the more, like, Uh, In some of the, like, harder sections of the song, where it really does, like, she's, like, bounding, like, her voice bounds out, echoes out in such a way that it, like, digs into your ears that in, like, in the sort of way that you can imagine. It feels magical. The whole song sort of has this, like, air of mystery, magical something to it. And... HMLDs ver- uh, HMLTD's verses are like, they're very, they're all instructions and they're all weird and they all don't seem to lead anywhere. And to me, it really feels like like they're not all to the same person. Puck is the kind of character who puts on disguises and tricks people and is under direct orders from Titania but is also just having fun. And it feels like HMLTD's sort of channeling that or something like that, where it's like I could imagine like a modern day Titania and Puck just getting involved in world organizations for no reason just to fuck with people and expose people emotionally in ways that they didn't, expect or need or even want and just like just fuck around with people emotionally and put them in weird scenarios just to see how they handle it and that feels like that's a hundred percent the vibe of
1: this song yeah so that's like kind of yeah like when I was listening to this I got those like same vibes I definitely like that that's a very common like theming with um like modern fairies is fuck around and find out like I'm going to test you to see if you are a good person by tempting you to high hell right I, yeah. I really enjoyed that reading of it I think that's extremely fun um I also like because like uh Titania really doesn't have a lot of like agency in the original story um cuz women um <laughs> you know you know how it is but I like how in this song it's a lot more like that sort of like uh, vindictive like i am your queen like listen to me i am a higher power uh and i like that sort of energy uh in this like you can't use me as a toy you can't touch me like i am the female jesus christ like you said before um i think that's a really good energy it, it,
0: it feels it feels like yeah it's, it's like in modern versions of the story and modern portrayals of like Titania and fairy culture that is influenced by Shakespeare it really feels like most modern interpretations put Titania as a more powerful figure and Oberon is just her fuck buddy yeah. um cause like it doesn't really feel like King King Oberon kind of feels like kind of a doofus
1: he's kind of a shit <laughs>
0: Just a kind of a shit, honestly. Um, it, it feels like all he wants to do is like get drunk and not really fuck around with anything. So it really feels like Titania is the one like ruling things when they're even like, like, it feels like Oberon is like either the king or when he's, when he and Titania are, are broken up, he's just a powerful old drunk that you don't want to fuck it with. It really
1: is like, because it's, like, the Unseelie and the Sealy courts, like, Unseelie, that sort of, like, dark, mean fairies that are spiteful for the sake of it, and then Sealy being more, like, you know, making a deal, being indebted to the fae, helpful fairy stuff. They exist, like, in opposition to each other, so it feels like, you know, for as much as she is a powerful queen, he has to be a powerful king, but it doesn't seem like he gives a fuck either way, <laughs> in that very, like, drunk uncle right, sort of, yeah. like. I was just put into this position. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to do anything about it. And that's why, like, Robin Goodfellow throughout the whole play has the most, like, agency doing stuff for the Unseelie Court. Mm-hmm. And it it's like, it,
0: it really feels that in, like, a modern day setting um that, like, enough time would have passed that Titania probably would have just, like, taken over the Unseelie and created a unified Seelie, like a, a unified fairy court and put Oberon in like, either just straight up ganked Oberon or put him in like a different position. I think that could
1: be an interesting version.
0: I It, it feels to me like that's, that is the, the kind of thing that probably would happen considering that she is like the one who seems to be actually involved with what's, with like what's going on in fairy
1: i would say like just because of like the nature of the fairy courts like having to have an opposition all the time i feel like she'd want to do that and then someone else would try and be like the unseely court again and it would be like the weird like cycle of her like demolishing the other side trying to like make one kingdom and people trying like over and over again to like oppose her and diminish her station You know way more about this than I do. I did a I did a little brush up because I was like I don't remember shit, dick or fuck about this story.
0: (laughs) I I and that would have been fun because I did. I certainly don't know the story. I'm just saying. I'm just saying shit because I like cool, powerful women. Yeah, valid. I find it so funny, or not funny, but just like you do so much research and I do none. I'm a nerd, and (laughs) I have. and I have no idea if I have no context for literally anything yeah, you just valid. said.
1: That's fine. It's, uh, hey, do you wanna talk about we're forty minutes in. Do you wanna talk about yeah. your song? I was it took me so long to find a song. Like I, I thought of like a lot when you first like gave me the theme. Then I was like, oh, it's not quite right. And so I have so many that were like not quite there. So the one that I picked is like my closest to like in my like version of like someone doing the play on stage and using modern music, this is like a scene I can imagine. I I don't know why I didn't expect that your you would go
0: so hard imagining the play because because that's never where my head went even once.
1: <laughs> that's valid. I feel like I shouldn't have.
0: I I no I I I think it makes a. I mean it. It makes perfect sense. It's just like, I, it's so funny that we were not very different directions. <laughs> that, okay. It was very different. And you know what? And like, that's, that's what's interesting. I don't think it's, I genuinely do not think it's bad. I'm just like, I wish, I just wish that I was there on
1: that level, but I haven't read the places I was in middle school. Yeah. I I will explain a little bit more about, like, where I think this would fit in uh, after we give us a little listen. But my song is What Kind of Man by Florence and the Machine. Mm.
0: I've never really, uh, I've never really listened to much Florence and the Machine. I've definitely listened to, like, one or two. But I. Have you listened? But, like, that was, like, in 2000 and, like.
1: Eight. Have you heard her uh, Final Fantasy fif- 16, 15 songs? Definitely They're not. Very good. Definitely have. She like made songs for like the radio that's in your car. <laughs> it's very cute. She oh, the cover fun. of Stand by Me, and it's really pretty.
0: <sighs> I love songs that are specifically made for another piece of art.
1: I know it's so fun,
0: but like I don't. But on the other hand, I don't like sponsorships.
1: No, no. Uh, I was just going to say just in my family, uh, we've listened to a fair bit of Florence and the Machine. Like when I was younger, it was definitely like the road trip, uh, CD was Lungs, which is like a, one of her earlier albums. Um, this is off the album, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. Um, and it's, uh, I've been, I was listening to it like, I think a few days before like the episode, uh, like last episode came out and I was like, oh shit, this is like a song that would actually like fit pretty well. Uh, so I was very excited that that kismet happened. But without further ado, I would love it if we could give this a little listen. Let's give it a little listen, shall we?
0: Why did no one tell me that Florence and the Machine fucking rules and slaps so hard? That
1: she fucks so supremely. Why the fuck did no one tell me about her? But yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, a lot of people have the sort of conception of Florence being a lot more, like, hosier, flowery. Um, A lot of her songs are about being (laughs) drunk and angry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which uh, is, because like, she's dealt with her own, like, stuff in the past, but uh, she's a very, like... All, all of her songs are very interesting. Uh, a lot of very, like, uh, not goth, but, like, death-friendly. Very, like, I'm a fan of going crazy in the woods. <laughs> it's, but it's
0: I don't have words for it, but it's such a vibe. It's, like, very, like, yeah, very foresty, but very angry, but very, like, I'm, like... It's foresty in the way of I'm out here because this is the place where I have control. Mm. It's like it's wild, right? It's like yeah, fully like wild energy, kind of like animalistic in a way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely get those vibes. Um. So, uh, what kind of man? Let's uh, just call this genre feral music. This is this is music to go absolutely fucking bananas to this music makes me feel a type of way um and it's very i this album especially like i hadn't listened to much of it uh before uh a week or two ago um and i really fucking enjoy it like this is a lot more my speed than like some of her earlier stuff which is a little bit more like not i guess more tame is the word less fucking wild but this song slaps us. <laughs> this is a very good song Um, and so when I listen to this, I'm sort of imagining this is my, like, this is the reason why I bought this song. So let me paint you a word picture.
0: Okay. So I just had an incredible realization and I'm going to save it, but.
1: Are you sure you don't want to say it now?
0: Is she called Florence the Machine because it's, because she's Florence and the machine is the musical industry that she is filtered through? I actually, you know what? This is the reason why I didn't want to bring it up is because I didn't want to interrupt your thought.
1: We'll get to my galaxy brain thing in a second. What the, um... Oh, that's cute. Okay. The name of Florence and the Machine is attributed to Florence Welsh, you know, Florence Welsh, a teenage collaboration with Isabella Machine Summers. Welsh and Summers performed together for a time under the name Florence Robot and Isa Machine. That's that's a better answer than mine. That's really fun. Yeah, that's a way better answer than mine. I like the idea that it's Rage Against the Machine, but it's Florence... Florence in the Machine um yeah that's that's extremely good <laughs> um okay so here's my word picture okay I'm imagining the song because again I couldn't find like a two singer one that was good enough I was like I want this to be good um so instead this I'm imagining sort of like a monologue type not seeing uh, to the okay, ether yeah, but singing sure. to Puck mm-hmm Uh, Because what I'm imagining, so like in the context of uh, this story, Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, you know, Oberon is like, hey, Puck, I want you to go flick this flower juice into Tanya's eyes. Um, So she falls in love with the first person she sees. The first person she sees is a man with the head of a donkey. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he does all this because he wants to like steal a child that she swapped with a changeling. i d- there's a lot going on, and I did not read it, so I d- don't have a lot of it's it, I
0: remember it being pretty good, yeah, um i I'm gonna keep I'm gonna hold on to that is that I did this is
1: the one play that I remember being pretty fun to watch. This is an interesting one. It's one of the more like fun ones. Um, and so, uh, so like Puck does this thing like Trixa and what I'm imagining is like, cause I don't know a lot about, uh, Titania and Oberon, but I'm imagining like their relationship is very like back and forth, tricking each other and like, and like trying to like steal things and like getting back together and having a tumultuous relationship and then breaking up and like over hundreds of years that they're alive, like this really weird relationship. Um, And I'm imagining that, like, Puck is very much, like, a go-between between uh, between these two, like, doing various things for them. Uh, So, when I listen to this song, I'm imagining, like, it is after she has, like, come to her senses and, like, is no longer under the effects of this, like, love flower. Um, And instead of being, like, you know, uh, angry at Puck for tricking her, she's just, like, angry that she lost uh, this, like, battle with, uh, with Oberon. Uh, And so, like, part of this is, like, her being, like, oh, it's always you that tricks me, Puck, you little trickster, but then being like, what kind of man does this to his wife? Like, what kind of man is this? He tricked me for 20 years. I was devoted to him for 20 years. What kind of man loves like this? Um, and all of this, like, you know, he just is tossing me around. He never says what he means. How could he do this to me? And he, she's like sort of ranting at Puck, and that's my perspective on this song. I I really like that a lot, and it also occurred to me that maybe
0: this theme would have been a little clearer if I remembered the f- fact that Puck is on Oberon's side and not Titania's.
1: Yeah, he's on Sealy.
0: Yeah, I I sort of did forget about that. I, I eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. In my in my version, there on they, they Oberon is dead,
1: <laughs> and Puck is out, oh, and Puck is over on Titania's side valid i i really like um because i love uh pucks i love fairies i love like all of those little fey creatures and i like how trickster he is and he's like i i love the trope especially in like shakespeare's works of the like court jester that like makes everyone laugh yeah. but is like the most wise of everyone and has the most clear vision of what's happening um, even on like a meta textual level, like I know how this is going to play out, uh, which definitely is like Robin Goodfellow's vibes in this play. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm totally like, even though he's quote unquote on Oberon side, I like the idea that he's just like, oh, sure, dude, I'm totally going to do that for you. <laughs> and he just does whatever he wants.
0: I, it, it does sort of feel like, yeah, he just likes starting shit.
1: He just shit because-
0: Because he because he's having fun on his own. I like I'm not even sure, honestly, how often Oberon gives him orders. Like every
1: decade. (laughs) Right, yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I I just like a I just like a trickster energy.
1: Yeah. Love fairies. Fairies are good.
0: Yeah. Uh hey Miles. Hey
1: Mars. Hey Miles! Hey, Mars. hey Miles! Hey Miles! Hey Miles,
0: forget about
1: it! Forget about it! Oh, I'm going to forget about it. You better, you
0: better forget about it. Hey Miles, you want to go out
1: back to the wheel? Yeah. The wheel? Spin it, baby. Take me out to the back of the shed. Take me out to the wheel. Stupid. <laughs> 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 One, two, three, let's go. Mars. Miles. Mars, put your I'm blood here, on yes. it. i yes. Put your blood on it. Put my blood on it. Put your blood on it. Well, uh,
0: there's, there's only one thing flowing in my blood right now. Cool Ranch. And uh, it's not Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch has never dripped through my veins. Pepsi? Root beer. uh none of those it's in fact uh the only thing pumping through my veins right now is uh the the to feel alive ep by kali oh
1: shit i still gotta listen to that
0: so uh uh i'm gonna put that blood in and maybe we'll get a song off of that particular ep oh oh, all right (laughs) It's a bit That's- specific, Maz. Look, I'm in a mood. I'm feeling a vibe. Clearly. <laughs> I need this. Do you? Yes. Okay. Look, Uchi's. Whenever she releases new music, it always changes me as a person. Yeah. So... Okay. I could have literally talked about any of these songs. The song... That the wheel has chosen for me completely by chance, uh, off of the to feel alive EP by Caliucci's is Angel. Okay. Uh, so let's fucking look. I could have talked about any of these songs because this EP is so fucking good. And, uh, I feel like, I don't know, there's just so much to say and it's all. Ugh, let's just fucking you know let's just fucking give it a listen, huh? all right? let's just fucking do that the the cover art is a very classically Spanish style painting of uh they are having sex. The
1: brunette is eating out
0: the blonde. it's fine <laughs> <Just say laughs> thank that. you thank you I, okay he, <laughs> no, here's the thing i for I wasn't struggling because I was like, oh, women having sex. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Like it doesn't. Like it's just whatever. Sure. Uh, I I was struggling because I was trying to not say the word cunnilingus because I hate that word. (laughs) It's a bad word, honestly. Oh god. So, but like for some reason, I just couldn't think of how to say eating out. (laughs) And I want, uh, um, but like. So it's, uh, and also just, I don't know how to talk about people having sex. I literally don't, none of it registers with me, but yeah, it's, it's this very classical Spanish painting of, uh, of, uh, a woman eating out another woman. It's very interesting to see the varying levels of censor on the image, depending on where you find the song.
1: Yeah. I'm on, uh, I'm on genius lyrics and I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
0: Genius Lyrics has got the whole thing. Uh, Kaliuchi's website, of course, has the whole thing. YouTube uh, covers out, like, the, like, chest area, like, any, like, visible bits. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And Spotify just puts a- just censors out every part of both women. (laughs) (laughs) They are redacted. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Uh, Let's listen to this song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Take a drug, can I be a Pablo Escobar? Take you across the borders, reach me on my cellular. You know you ain't regular, you don't need a metaphor. Psychedelic visions,
0: honey, raising up my temperature.
1: So, what did you think? It was very pretty. Hard not to be, because Kali Uchis has a very pretty voice.
0: So, there is a... I don't know if story is appropriate. There is context to this EP. So, Kali Uchis right now is... Or, I don't know if right now, but, like, she is working on a full new album that is... Was set to release... Or like be set to be announced soon, mm-hmm. but uh, quarantine has sort of put uh, a little bit of a uh, <sighs> has like slowed that process down, from what I understand of it. And obviously, there's like you know, it's all fucking background details that, like, uh, frankly, like probably aren't even that interesting. But from what I understand, it, she is she is quarantined like, just self-isolating, Uh and made this EP by herself, just while stuck at home. Mm. And as far as I'm aware, she is the only credit on all, like, on all parts of the song, production, mixing, obviously vocals, writing. Yeah, yeah. And we are morally obligated to stand
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: The story of the EP as told by the songs is very much like this transition between talking about this seemingly perfect relationship that ends up going sour right as quarantine hit Mm. and just the complicated feelings that go along with that. And like in the final song, uh, to Feel Alive, the, like, song that titles the EP, is – has these lines about loving the, like, feel of the breakup happening and burning all the bridges and, like, having all of, like, the bridges burned and all of that. Not because they're good feelings, but because she just wants to feel something during all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a deeply emotional and beautiful and deeply well-produced EP that you can listen to in, like, under 10 minutes. Yeah. And it is honestly, like, full of the fucking most life-changing music for me of, like, not that, like, my life is dramatically changing. I don't want to be fucking dramatic. But, like... Emotionally and just like, I don't know. Caliucci just fucking vibes with me so fucking hard. And it was true on her fucking, uh, on, on fucking incredibly like, like sort of retroactively poetically named album isolation to this EP and fucking Porvita. Like Caliucci's yeah. has not made a song that i don't vibe with and even throughout like like callie G's also just like as a person and it's represented in her music like i don't know her and like i, I and i think like one of the, like the the one like the thing you don't want is like a fucking weird parasocial relationship where you are like believing that you are able to know somebody through their work yeah And that that is even close to, like, a social anything. But what she puts out into the world is very, like, it is beautiful, pop-ish, soul music that cares more about human relationships and about exploring emotions and just feeling powerful and exposed at the same time and not about capital yeah you know like you know i i, I don't know kalliuchi's just fucking vibes with me fucking from just so goddamn hard
1: yeah i i mean obviously i'm not like you know you are the foremost expert in as i would say Certainly on this podcast. A, a session, on this podcast, uh, without a doubt. But, uh, I really, I really like how she explores that, like, not just her wants, but the, like, force behind those wants. And it's something that, like, you know, we all think about internally, like when we think about, like, things that we want, um, and what we need, uh, and, like, how we go about our lives and yearning and stuff. Uh, and she, like, puts it in, like, a really, like, not only like really eloquent way, but like a really just like justified and good and like relatable way. Um, yeah. And I really, I really fuck with her. Like, you know, d- she's stuck, like not being able to like continue with her art. So she makes art anyway. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, she is, at least right now, she is my favorite musical artist and the one. That I feel like I can go back to and like, I feel like her music is going to be important to me for a very long time. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's all I, uh that's all I really got for, for this one. Honestly, fucking listen to the Feel Alive AP.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to. Do it, coward. All right. I wasn't talking to you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm the only other one on this podcast. So sometimes it feels like you're talking to me. I mean,
0: I'm talking <laughs> with you.
1: I'm talking with you, not at you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's my justification. All right. Um, Well, Miles, I have a a very important question for you. Yes. What is the theme for next episode?
1: So I, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I have some ideas and the one that I really want to do is kind of a break from format a bit. Mm-hmm. So, would you be cool with that? Uh,
0: if I said no, I would be a hypocrite in about an, a two episodes.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you'll, fi- um, you'll find out what that means in- Yep. In, not then. ominous. Not ominous. Um, so, basically, Mars, what I want to do next episode is I want to make a musical with you. And I want each of us to bring one song that we don't discuss beforehand, and we bring it to the show, and then we have to piece together what the story is based on the two songs that we bring. <laughs> Think about the story. Not for too long, but just for the first half, let's make a musical. gonna <laughs> make a musical! <laughs> I love it. That's,
0: Hell yes. That's fantastic. Okay, and I got it. I got. Here's the other thing about it is I got to think of like because yours yours is going to be like the setup to the story, so I need a good final place for ooh. the story.
1: Ooh, ooh, <laughs> it's so fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh. Wow. Okay. That's gonna. That, this is a fun one. I like this yeah. one. This one's really good. Okay. Uh. Well. Uh. I think that that has been our podcast. That has been our time. If we don't stop now, uh, the Axemen will come get us and <laughs> they'll collect us and they might not use their axes, but they'll certainly like brandish them at us. Mm-hmm. Just sort of mild, like mildly to sort of seriously threatening us, <laughs> um, but just so- more reminding them how strong they are, the Axemen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so we should probably stop and get out of here. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I suppose, dear listener, that we'll see you on the other side.
1: And now I will read Puck's closing monologue. If we shadows have offended, (laughs) think but this and all is mended, that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear, and this week in idle theme, no more yielding but a dream, gentles do not apprehend. See you next episode, bitches.